Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Greetings, my friends. As the lovely lady said out front, this is the Sample Chapter Podcast. Welcome aboard to episode 59, and wow, what an episode we've got for you. My very first ever return author. And not just author, it's going to be plural. That's right, two previous guests co-authoring a book together, uh, which they've done before. But uh, it's the first time I got to have them together on the show. So I'm looking forward. I cannot wait to share their interview with you. It's going to be a lot of fun, I promise you. For those of you coming to the show for the very first time, who are we, you might ask? Well, this is the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. You know, the books are always published, so it's a book that you can go right out and grab as soon as you hear this. If you want to follow along, you can, uh, obviously, the best thing for you to do is to subscribe, so that way you never miss out on an episode. You can also follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. If you have any comments, any uh, questions for us here at the show, perhaps you have a request for an author well then you can uh, you know you can use those methods to reach out to us but i'm going to recommend you send me an email at samplechapterpodcast@gmail.com that i'm learning is the absolute best way to contact me because i've been having real problems with the facebook messenger the messenger doesn't doesn't quite give me the right notifications and i will have notices there from a long time ago so if I've ever missed out on you or I didn't answer you right away, you know, please forgive me. But yes, by all means, use the email to contact us. Once again, that is samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, perhaps you have a recommendation for an author or maybe you are an author yourself and you're interested in coming on. You want to read a chapter. You want to talk about your new book. Hey, do it. Please, by all means, get a hold of me. Let's work something out and uh, we'll get you on the show. I would love to do it. I'm really, really excited. I've got the uh, UCM Children's Literature Festival coming up in just a couple days. Uh, really excited for that. I just got my uh, author information of the person whom I'm going to be working with, uh, which is his name is Ray Anthony Shepard. Uh, that's the author that I will be assisting. He's going to be doing presentations, and I'm going to assist him with, I, I don't know, um, breakfast, lunch, you know, holding up a sign, five more minutes. I, I don't know what all they got me doing. Uh, but I'm just, I'm excited for it. And, uh, you know, this, uh, he looks like a really great guy. Uh, he's originally from Missouri, now living in Boston. Wow, how did that work out? Boston, got Armand and Chuck coming up. There's got to be something to this, huh? Something in the air, something cosmic about it. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. The uh, The festival is March 17th through the 19th, which means if you're listening to this the morning of the 19th, the morning that this episode comes out, today is the last day. Get on over here and check it out. It's going on till like 3, 3.30 in the afternoon. They are still doing book sales and you can meet the authors, so get downtown get over to the university and check it out it's going to be awesome and i'll make sure and tell you all about it next week also uh, i've got uh, later on this month the uh, the great big comic con coming up in uh, in kansas city uh i don't it doesn't look like i'm going to be able to attend the entire event like i'd hope but uh, i do still plan on going there on the 31st 
Uh, I know about other authors who are going to be in the area and going to be doing uh, presentations. Uh, one of our friends uh, from the show, a previous episode, William Schlichter, he's going to be doing a panel on writing in the zombie genre, you know, writing in that world. So make sure you check that out. That sounds like it's going to be really, really cool. Our friends of the show, uh, Pop Goes the Culture Network out of Springfield, Missouri, they're going to be coming up, and actually they're going to be doing a couple of panels throughout the weekend, from my understanding. Uh, I thought I only knew of the one on Sunday, but apparently they're doing a few of them throughout the weekend. So make sure you get on over there. Tell them Jason said hi. Crazy bunch of people. Uh, so anyway, but uh, yeah, and also don't forget to go check out their website at popgoestheculture.com. Uh, it's wonderful network of shows uh just too many to mention right now because we've already got a long episode for you but suffice to say head on over there if you like your pop culture if you like all kinds of wild uh and really cool shows check them out as always i want to make sure and say thank you to my longtime sponsor you store all here in Warrensburg, Missouri, they've been with me for a long time, and uh, U-Store is the premium place for self-storage in the Warrensburg area. They've got climate control, non-climate control, their locations, which are two of them, they're fully fenced in, it's gated with your own private gate code, fully lit all night long, and just, I mean, they've got the place on lockdown. Check them out online, ustoreall.net, it's spelled the letter U. S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. Okay, so I teased you about this last week. We have our brand new sponsor, Scrivener. I just want to say a great big thank you to Scrivener for coming on as a sponsor of the show. You know, they, they not only have become a sponsor, but they've also given us a wonderful, wonderful gift of, of a uh, coupon code that you're going to hear in the ad. So... If you've never tried out Scrivener before, please go try it out. Test it out. See how you like it, because I know you're going to like it. And when you're ready to buy, make sure you use the code that you're going to hear in the upcoming ad. And it's, I'm telling you, it's the first and last writing software you're ever going to use. And I'm just going to let the ad do all the speaking. Meanwhile, let me get us on over here and just tell you about <laughs> these crazy guys. Armand and Chuck, Armand Rosamilia and Chuck Buddha, our guests today. Oh my gosh. I, you know, this was just, this was one of those things. Man, it'd be really cool if I could get them both on the show. But, and I, I knew they had written something together before, but I, I never knew how this was going to work out. And next thing I know, they go and drop Keyport Cthulhu 2 on us and start announcing that, hey, they're looking for places to uh, talk about it. And I said, guys, you know, if you're if you're willing to do another reading, I'm willing to bring you both on. And, you know, that was it. History was made right here on the Sample Chapter Podcast. Two networks coming together. <laughs> you can tell I'm pretty hyped up about this. We had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, so, all right, like I said, they are my first ever return authors. Uh, we had a really good time talking about how they met and... Uh, how they came together as not just a writing duo. Uh, well, not exactly a writing duo. They don't write together all the time, but they do work together in terms of, um, you know, a wonderful podcast, uh, the Mondo method. I I'm positive. I've talked about it before. If you follow me online on social media, then you've seen me share 
episodes and their show before because I am a big fan. Before I started doing this podcast, I was still I was a fan of that. And uh, Armand's a great guy. He really knows his podcast stuff, and he's he's uh, tutored me on uh, the you know the, the things to do and things not to do. You know, he and Chuck both have had, always had really great writing advice, and they give us some really good advice again today. Yeah, and Chuck brings up a really great uh, point about uh, dealing with the imposter syndrome, which is, you know, those of us writers out there who uh, maybe we're brand new and uh, we're going to a book signing. And of course, you know, we're looking around at these other tables and people have got, ta- you know, a, a bunch of books or it's authors who are much more established than you are. And you just feel like, ah, man, I don't belong here. And I, I can't go into it, you know, I just, I'm going to let them talk about that. Suffice to say, you know, it's great advice. We also touch on their upcoming uh, Beers and Fears book. They wrote with other, even more previous guests, Tim Meyer and Frank Edler. Uh, so the four of them got together and did a book uh, based on their Beers and Fears tour that they do. It's it's It sounds like an amazing book. I can't wait to check this out when it comes out as well. But, you know, I'm going on and on and on. I need to get us on over to the interview, and I'm just going to shut up right now because I'm excited for this. It's going to be a lot of fun. But first, (laughs) this is something I've been looking forward to saying for a while, but we're going to get you right over to that interview with Armand and Chuck right after a word from our sponsor. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. Now, I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener writing software, built by writers for writers. Welcome, my friends. It's another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast, and a special episode it is. I have my very first return authors coming back uh, with, well, let's just say, Mr. Armand Rosamelia and the delightful Chuck Buddha. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How come I get a mister and he gets delightful? <laughs> Jason, you're really starting this off on the wrong foot. That's exactly why, because I wouldn't ask a question like that. <laughs> Oh, that makes that makes sense. Welcome to the show, guys. How, how have you been? I think we, yeah, we've been good. I, I I've been riding Armand's coattails and um, actually just trying to keep up with him. The the guy is uh, super prolific, and um, and I'm really struggling to keep my my pace with him. So the guy is uh, he's a dynamo. <laughs> And sexy. Man, yeah, I forgot that was Dead sexy, yes. <clears throat> Dead sexy. <laughs> uh, well, this, this is really special for me because, like, I've been following you guys. Even though I've gotten to speak to each one of you individually, this is really cool that, I mean, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm fully immersed now in the uh, Mondo Method uh, with your podcast and getting to hear the two of you. And now here I am getting to interview you both together for my show. So this is, this is really cool for me. 
If this is fun for a check, we should just take over and just start doing a Mondo Mercury episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I like Jason too much to do that. Although that would be a fun idea. That would be a, that'd be a lot of fun. And then I'll come on your show and do a sample chapter and uh, I'll do a Jason's mailbag. Ooh, <laughs> I, I like that. I, I like that one too. <laughs> Be careful what there you, you wish go. for. Yep. Well, yeah. all right. So Armand, I, it's been almost a year since uh, since we chatted, and I I know you've been really busy. But let the uh, let the audience know uh, what you've been up to over the last year. Uh, a lot. I've uh, written a bunch of books. I'm working on. Like I think we talked during the summer last year, so it's, it's literally almost been a year now and uh i put out i don't know three or four books uh we've been working on obviously keep working through two together me and chuck uh i'm working on a belford stories four i have dirty deeds seven i'm working on and a bunch of short stories this year we we really got what's what's fun with me and chuck doing the mom method podcast is it's kind of like real time we actually get to talk and go what are we doing this week? What are what are your plans and how do things change and all that? So uh, in the beginning of the or at the end of last year, I kind of decided I'm going to do a lot more short stories and things like that. So I, I got to toss it out there live on the air for the podcast and basically say this is what I'm going to do. And so so far, I'm doing most of our goals, not everything yet, but most of it. That's really cool. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's one of the things I really love about the show is is you guys are very real. You're down to earth. Uh, you're putting it all out there, and the the conversations that you have, deciding what you want to do and what worked and what didn't, are just amazing. For I mean, I can I can only speak for myself, but I mean, you guys have a great crowd following you, so I mean, I'm guessing it. Uh, there's a lot of people that feel the same way I do. Yeah, I think we have we have a really really solid base of listeners, and what's what's really cool is it's a lot of people who who are aspiring authors who haven't put down that first word. It's authors who are, you know, honestly, it's authors that are much bigger than me or Chuck are that still listen in to learn a couple of things. And it's like everything in between. And that's really the cool part. And me and Chuck are brutally honest. I mean, uh, we screw up a lot and we make mistakes in the, in our careers and we kind of throw it all out there. And I think that's that's what makes us a little bit different than a lot of the shows I listen to. A lot of the writing podcasts that like us uh they don't make mistakes or they don't admit to making <laughs> mistakes and i think the the best parts of our show is when we actually yell at each other about doing something stupid yeah well when you say at each other it's you at me but um... i was trying to be nice <laughs> yeah no it's true and, and i think um I, I really like the engagement that we have with with the people that listen to the show too that they're I think a lot more apt to send us questions and comments than, than maybe people on, on other podcasts, just because, um, you know, we, we do show everything warts and all, um, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody should go around and not that other people do, but nobody should really profess that, that they have all the answers because the, the whole business landscape of, publishing especially self-publishing changes almost monthly you know and definitely within year to year so you know it, it's just so easy to to be able to be honest and say hey i tried this and it, it seems to work for other people but it doesn't work for me but i found something else that does work so and, and we always hope that other people 
get to test stuff out and share with us what works for them too. So we're we're not a, we're not above jumping on somebody else's coattails if they could figure it out before us. <laughs> well, I love it. Uh, I mean, it, you guys have got uh, one of the the very few writing shows that. I will listen to immediately. I could be in the middle of another show and it's like, oh, the new Mondo method is, is coming up. Actually, what I do is I plan out my Wednesday so that whatever I've been listening to, I'm done by Wednesday. So that Wednesday morning when Mondo method comes up, I'm listening to that right away. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the pressure. <laughs> Me make it, making sure those episodes drop on Wednesday mornings. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, the pressure is all yours because I don't I don't handle the actual posting the show. So. <laughs> Well, Chuck, we uh, we talked back in uh, June, and and uh, you read from the first cut. Uh, what have you been up to, buddy? Um, yeah, I, I haven't been up to as much as Armand. Um, unfortunately, I've I've spent the last year or so uh, really catching up on on my day job stuff and and family um, things, and I've put out a couple of books. Um, I finished that series from the first cut. So that was the first book. So I finished the next two of that trilogy. Um, the second book was slashing away. And the third book was tourniquet, which came out at the end of 2018. And, um, I've been working on some, some producing audio books for some of the series. And, uh, like Armand said, I've, he kind of talked me into it because, uh, I'm not a fan of short story. I, I like to read short stories. I'm not a fan of writing them. I find them oddly enough, more difficult, um, to write a short story than, than a novel just because you have to condense, you know, you have to convey the same story, but in less words. And, uh, I find that really challenging. And Armand said at the beginning of the year, he's like, Oh, I'm going to write a lot more short stories. And, and, uh, I, I kind of said, at first I, I was like, you're on your own, but, but then I, I, I saw the, the magic of it. And one, I needed to keep practicing doing it, um, to, to develop my own craft. And two, um, you know, I, I think it really helps people find who you are and, uh, which Armand's been telling me all along and I'm just too stupid to listen to him. And, and it's true because we've had some short stories and a few anthologies and, and I've noticed spikes in, in my regular sales with me doing nothing else. So, you know, I, I believe that it's for people discovering me in these anthologies. So, so, uh, I'm trying to keep up with the short stories and trying to get at least one a month in there and out to somebody to publish. So we'll see. Yeah, That's exciting though. I mean, it's, that's a really cool thing. It was one of the things I would love to work up to is to, I, I don't know. I think I, I'm still new enough that I'm trying to focus on one, one novel, and then go to the next novel, and I would love to get to that point where I can, like, all right, let's start getting some short stories in and, and uh, working on some other stuff. But you, you seem to have it down between the two of you. He has it down. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> it, it, is, it is very different, though, a, a mindset writing novels and writing um, <clears throat> short stories. You know, and, and um, on my other podcast, Armcast, also on Project Entertainment Network. Sorry to do that. Um, I love interviewing authors, and that's kind of when when I see that they have novels and short stories, you know, in their resume. I always have to ask, you know, do you consider yourself a novel author or a short story author or both? Because you get so many different answers to that, and it's really two different things. There's a lot of authors that can only write a hundred thousand words. You know, we joke about Todd Keesling. And we say he writes 150,000 word short stories. 
And, you know, so it's it's that mindset of, of people for the longest time. I couldn't write anything longer than about 15,000 words. It was all short stories for about 20 years of me writing. Wow. Well, now, one of the things that really intrigues me is is whenever I get to talk to people who write together as, you know, there's, there's a couple of people together and, and, and you guys. And, and you guys, interestingly enough, have, have really only been uh, really known each other for a few years. Now, when I talked to Chuck, he was telling me about the uh, the romantic dinner and how you shared a plate of spaghetti and the, the meatball in between. And No, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> how did you guys meet and, and how did this begin? Chuck, you take that one. Uh, you, uh, I'll tell it from, from the, your the love lore side. He would tell it from the stalker <laughs> side. So... Um, yeah, I, I actually found Armand uh, at being a newer author. I was listening to writing podcasts and and I found uh, Armcast and I started listening to him interviewing other authors. And, and I was like, wow, you know, first of all, I, I just love the insight that I got from the show. But also I loved how real he was, um, you know, how and he always he still says it to this day, how how many episodes in like 250, 300 shows. He still says, you know, I don't plan. I, I don't research before I interview people. I like to have it be a conversation and just his whole approach and vibe. Um, I really liked. So then I decided to pick up a few of his books and I actually read um, his first the first Dying Days book, which was uh, I think at the time it was Darlene Bobich or was the title or something like that. And um, I just fell in love with the voice. You know, he had like a, a distinct voice that he wrote with. And I was just like, wow, this is awesome. So I just started emailing him and, you know, uh, long story short, we found out that we were, you know, I was, I'm in Jersey. He was from Jersey. We both saw a lot of the same bands at the same clubs and, you know, we were both metalheads from the eighties, same age. And, you know, we like to read the same stuff and it was just like, you know, little by little, um, we had a connection, but it was, it was totally email, um, you know, and occasional until, uh, he came up to New Jersey for a book tour, a book signing tour. And, uh, I was like, all right, well, he's, he's in my neighborhood you know, it's only an hour away. I'm going to drive and go see him. And, uh, and that was it. Like once, once I met him in person, um, I was in love. So, <laughs> and you won him over. That's awesome. <laughs> I paid him off. Really. <laughs> I, I think the first time, the first time we met, I was doing a signing at a Belfort Brewing Company, which I'm from Belfort, New Jersey. And Chuck, literally showed up with this big goofy smile wearing one of um like the authors supporting our troops t-shirts and he basically bought like you know 105 of my books that day so he bought so many books that my wife literally had to go to the car with him because we had books that we hadn't brought in uh, titles and he bought like a bunch of them out there wow. which is funny yeah i'm crazy <laughs> And from there, you just kept corresponding until all of a sudden you're writing together and doing the show together. I think it was Scares That Care. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was late, later later that year. We met at we met uh, again at Scares That Care, and I, I just liked Chuck's energy. You know, I liked that uh, again. Like we liked all the same things and everything else, and he kind of had the same mindset that I had. You know, thirty years ago. I mean, that was that was, I guess, what I saw in him. And um, we just hit it off. I mean, we, we, we were friends first. You know, we were we were um, just kind of bonding over the same, you know, the crap that we always do. And then 
I remember, I think it was at Scares of Care that I basically said to him, um, we need to do a podcast together. And that's kind of how the Mondo Method podcast came about. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I, I, I wet myself because I couldn't believe what was going on. Um, but but even then, while he was being kind to me, he was he was already taking me under his wing and giving me solid advice because I was going from table to table of all these big heavyweight horror authors. And I'm like, man, I don't belong here, man, I don't belong here. And, and he actually walked me outside and started yelling at me by the bushes. And he's like, he's like, you know, you got to stop doing that. He's like, you're an author. You've published something, you know, that gives you the right to belong here, just like all of us. And um you know, it was, it was a big wake up call and, and I'm forever grateful for that because uh, and I still fanboy and still have imposter syndrome. But um, but, yeah, now I can actually walk around with confidence and say, you know, whether people like my writing or not, uh, I am an author and, and I do belong there. So and, and it was because it, it goes both ways, because it was because of Chuck loving the first Keyport Cthulhu book so much Um that I was like, you know, and I had no plans to do a second one. I had no plans to re-release it. It was just basically a dead book to me. And I was like, well, I tried it. It didn't work. I'm going to move on. And he was so excited about that book out of all of my my books that, um, you know, that, that's kind of how it started where we did the I did the expanded version of it, um, where Chuck actually gave me a couple of short stories for it. And I added a couple of extra short stories and that was what evolved into Keep Work Cthulhu 2, where he and I literally, you know, wrote the book together. Okay. All right. I understand now. Because as I was saying before the show, I actually just started Keep Work Cthulhu yesterday. I, I've had it in my to-be-read file for months and months and uh, finally picked it up. And uh, like I said, yesterday I began it. I'm halfway through it today already because it's, it's a great story. I'm really enjoying it. Now, going forward, because you've got Key Port Cthulhu 2 coming up, uh, how do you put this together? How do you work this out? Well, the first one I wrote, I wrote years ago. So when uh, serialized novels were, were like the big thing on Amazon. So the first one was five parts. And I, I would put them up for like 99 cents each every few weeks. I would put out the next part and the next part. And that's how I wrote the first book. So when... We started talking about let's doing a second book and let's do a second part. We decided, you know what, let's keep to that formula. Maybe we're not going to release it serialized, but we're going to make it five different short stories. Um, you take this one, I take this one, and so forth. And we, we're going to just build on what happened in the previous one. And that was that was kind of the fun. So we kind of, not that I'm an outliner because I'm not, but and Chuck is, so that was I guess it, it it was kind of meeting in the middle. We had a basic idea of, you know, hey, this is what we, we, we want to build off the first one. But we never, I don't think we ever really said, okay, these are the characters or this is what we're going to do. We just we just started writing, and then when you're done, you hand it off to the next guy. Yeah, I, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. And, and what was great was, um, you know, I, I – loved Keyport Cthulhu one. I mean, I had read it like three or four times and, and I never reread books and to, to get the chapters from him fresh off the press, you know, before the world saw it w was exciting, but then to know that I got to contribute. So I would read his, his chapter and I would be like, 
holy cow, how am I supposed to keep this going? Like he, he completely raised the bar to, you know, six feet. Now I got to jump seven feet. And, um, you know, so I, I would basically have to take what he did and propel the story forward in a way that makes sense, but still has the, the twists and turns that you wouldn't see coming. And, um, and then I would send it back to him and he would do the same with my stuff. And, um, it was a lot of fun. I had never worked with somebody before on a project. And so for me, it was a first time deal. And, and it was, it was surprising that I could keep up and, and that I was able to do it and actually surprise him a few times because I, I was really worried that my stuff would fall flat and compared to his. So, um, the, the, I was scared. The problem, <laughs> the, problem you, the problem you sometimes have when you're collaborating with somebody and you're, they're writing in your world or it's your idea and you're, you're kind of working that. And I've run into this a couple of times is that they're, the other person is afraid to move the needle. They're afraid to kill characters. They're afraid to change anything or move the plot. So they have a tendency to just kind of keep the status quo as a bridge so that you can do all the important stuff. And what I loved about Chuck is there's, there's a couple of uh, parts there where I'm reading. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe you just did that. You know, like, that's awesome. That It just totally changes the direction of the book, and it's a great twist and everything. And it was stuff that I'm like, I, I didn't want to do it. I, I thought I would have to do it in one of my chapters. And he really took ownership of the story, which is what I loved. And I read a lot of books uh, with Jay Wilburn. Me and him are on our fourth one together. And that's what I love, no matter whose idea it is, we always – we, we're always writing it as if this is our story and we're comfortable in it and everything and we're killing characters or doing whatever we have to do to write write it as a book. And I think that's really – and it was one of those things that me and Chuck didn't even talk about. It just so happened that he, he started doing that. And right away I was like, oh, that chapter was great. That part when he did this was great. And I, I wanted to do it anyway. It, it needed to be in the book, so it's perfect that you did it. That, that's awesome. I, I can just imagine what that must, uh, you know, what that must feel like to uh, have that kind of uh, freedom and yet anxiety of what's going to happen next because I don't really know because we're not planning this out, but yet it's out of my hands until I get the next chapter and I get to read to see what uh, Armand wrote or what Chuck wrote, and all of a sudden. Holy cow, this person just died, and you know, you hadn't planned that. Yeah, and that's the fun of I mean, it. It was literally where I would read Chuck's part, and then I'd be like, Holy shit, I can't believe he did this. All right, now, where, where am I going? Like, I would, I would have to take some time to really think about it and read his part two or three times, and then take like some notes on an index card. Okay, where, where is each character by the end of this part so that I can write my part? and I stopped after the first one of having, okay, preconceived, okay, this is where this is going to end, or this is what I want to do for, with this character, because there was no more of that, which is great. I mean, it's just totally writing without a net. Wow. And as Chuck, like you said, it it, uh, it seems like it does raise the bar for both of you uh, as, as a newer writer and, and even as the seasoned writer both of you are having to go to that next level with your creativity to see what you can do uh, to almost surprise your, your partner. Yeah, I had way more anxiety <laughs> because Armand's one of my heroes, and I'm not just saying that because he's listening in. I mean, he knows he's one of my favorite authors, and um, 
you know, it's like a dream project come true. You know, it, just think about, you know, he's like my Stephen King. Like, imagine you get to write a book with Stephen King. So it's uh, it's incredible. And it and it's, you know, it's still it, we're done with it. And, you know, it, it's ready to come out. And I still have to look myself in the mirror every once in a while and go, was I really a part of that? <laughs> you know, because it's still kind of surreal. I think for me, I've read Chuck's stuff, and I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Chuck's work. I love that Chuck really pushes the envelope with a lot of stuff that I don't. You know, I, I've kind of mellowed out over the years with my writing, and I don't really write a lot of extreme stuff, and I don't really – there's certain things that I don't do anymore, and Chuck does those. <laughs> so I think that also lent – because it would be boring if we both wrote the same – but we, we have slightly different styles that I think really helped one another. So in like in this book, when when it needed to go over the top, you know, with some stuff that those just happened to be that Chuck did those. And me as a writer, too, I kind of did the same thing and went, OK, let me not stop where I normally would, because it doesn't make sense within the story, because we've kind of up the you know, we've, we've up the ante on some of the crazy things that are going to happen. And it's. You know, it's it's cosmic horror. It's 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 cosmic horror, but it's not Lovecraft. It's not 1920s. It's you know, it's today. It's present. So let's kind of bring it up to date. Is the way I looked at it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it, you guys definitely have whether it's your writing, uh, the friendship, the uh, the podcast. You seem to have a real symbiotic relationship where it's you're working together, and it's really really great to see. Until he throws me out. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about tell us about the sequel. Uh, Keep War Cthulhu two coming out uh, March twenty six, right? Yes. Now is this a uh, is it, it a is, direct sequel? It, it, yes, it, it's literally it literally picks up right where the first one left off. So it's like minutes later type of thing. The the original idea actually was. Um, I originally I, I envisioned and I talked to Chuck about this maybe a year ago and I said, oh, why don't you do a sequel and I'll do a prequel and we'll kind of put them together. And then we just kind of as, as we're talking about it, and I could see how excited Chuck was. I was like, you know what, let's just let's just do a sequel and we'll worry about the, the other stuff later. And I had written that book like six years ago, the first one, you know, I actually started it almost seven years ago. So it was weird for me when I sat down and I'm like, all right, what if we're gonna if we're gonna pick this up because I I began the begin the second book, I'm like, let me figure out let me figure out who's dead, who's alive, who's, and I started reading and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. I mean, I've literally written several million words since then, you know. So I was like, all right, so I actually had to take notes and uh, and kind of figure out where, what the cast of characters was and then add new characters and some fresh ideas to it and not do the same thing over that we did on the first one. Cause that would have been boring. Yeah. I, I can't really expand on that because that pretty much says it all. <laughs> well, and it seems like it's one of those, it, it, it might be one of those things where uh, the reader sometimes seems to have a better grasp on a story than, uh, than what the author does after a while. I think that definitely with my own stuff, because people will point out things that I've written and I'm, and I'm like, oh, I, I have no idea. And they're like, you wrote that. I was like, I did. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I think it's like Armand said, you write so many words. Um, 
and and your head goes through different series or different stories and you know what what you said five years ago you've already put that away somewhere in your subconscious so it's hard to remember uh, this is this is awesome i'm really looking forward to it and uh so march 26th i can't wait this is really cool i know i'm going to be done with uh it looks like i'm going to be done with uh, the first one here in another day or two uh if i get the time uh but uh yeah i can't wait to uh, pick up this one and uh so what's what's next for you guys after this well, we just actually uh, worked on an anthology together, uh, me, Chuck, uh, Tim Meyer, and Frank Edler, called Beers and Fears uh, Haunted Brewery, uh, Brewery, and we each wrote about a uh, 12, 13,000 word novella, and it kind of works off of the last one. It kind of goes through decades, and it was, it was Tim Meyer's idea because the four of us every year, we do uh, the Beers and Fears, we do a brewery tour up in New Jersey. And this will be our – is this our third year? Uh, yeah, this will be the third time. Yeah, our, th- our third year. So in May, I, I drive back up – me and my wife drive back up to New Jersey, and we do uh, four or five dates in different breweries, and, and we have some special guests who come in for, uh, you know, different shows. Like last year, we had Summer Cannon. Her first book signing was with us. Uh, Todd Keesling. We've had Matt Minocchio. Um Dan Padovana every year uh, so far has done it. So we, we have other authors who come in, but it's the four of us is the core. So Tim said, well, let's write, uh, let's put something together that we can have basically for all of us to sell and sign. So that's kind of how that came about. And it was a lot of fun because I got to cheat and read Chuck's story first and then Frank Edler's story and then kind of work my story off of the really cool ideas that they had in there. So uh, it was really easy to just kind of steal all the the best parts of their stories. (laughs) That sounds really cool. And we're doing a, uh, tell them about the uh, signing we're doing actually in Keyport, Chuck. Yeah. So um, we actually, we, we grew up down by Keyport. Armand lived there for a few years and uh, they have a lot of cute little shops and, you know, bars and stuff and some of the places that are actually in um the keyport cthulhu stories and um there there's a a really cool cafe um downtown that's called uh, espresso joe's and they have like an open mic night and they have artists come in and sometimes paint or you know sell their paintings and and spoken word and that kind of stuff and uh we basically said, hey, you know, we wrote some horror books about Keyport and or set in Keyport, and we'd, we'd love to come do a signing here. And and they were ecstatic about it. So they were like, yeah, definitely come in and let's do this. And um, so we're pretty fired up, and especially because we get to eat fried fish at Keyport Fishery first and then go to the uh, go to the cafe for coffee and books. So, yeah, it's going to be like a an, an awesome day. Oh, that does sound amazing. Wow. And when is that going to be? Uh, that is May 9th. So it's a Thursday night, um, in Keyport, New Jersey. Well, it, it sounds amazing. I mean, you guys, the things that you're doing together, just, they just keep growing and getting better and better over the years. And in all honesty, you know, you guys have inspired me and educated me, not just as an author, but, uh, as a podcaster and, and helped me, you know, with, uh, my own paths and uh, for that I am forever grateful um, I, I really appreciate all the advice you give on your show for writers and 
and of course the things that uh, I shouldn't be doing as well. And I appreciate you listening and, and interacting with us. That's really the cool thing. When we started the Bondo Method, we really had no idea if anybody was going to listen. And um, so that was kind of like, it, 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 it's, I guess it started me and Chuck just, hey, on a Monday night, let's call and just BS for an hour about a, a topic. But we were kind of doing it for us, for each other, you know, to, to learn from each other. And then we realized at some point, hey, we actually have listeners you know, that was kind of cool. And we're 130 something episodes in now. So um, it's, it's been it's been phenomenal. I arrogantly when I started, the thing was, I'm going to teach Chuck the business side of writing and I'm going to tell Chuck what to do and blah, blah, blah. And most weeks I'm learning something. Most weeks I'm like, I, I had no idea. OK, you know what? I'm going to try that or or I've gotten away from from whatever or so it, it's a lot of fun for me as a writer because I'm still 30 years into this business and I'm still learning so much. Like Chuck said, it changes all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So and it, it says a lot for the for the two of you that you guys are working together so well and and that you're doing exactly that that you're learning from each other and there's no there's no big right. heads or anything like that. And we're constantly emailing, like Chuck especially, he was constantly <laughs> forwarding emails and stuff to me. You know, and he's like, hey, check out this guy's Patreon or check out this. Hey, there's a webinar coming. You know, there's there's always something that's out there that we're, we're sharing with each other. I mean, you know, when I started doing, doing these anthologies, I said to Chuck, hey, be involved. You know, you, you, you should probably be involved in this one. Um, you know, when we did Middletown Apocalypse, you were in three and four. Yeah. And that was basically like, Hey Chuck, I, I've been in the first couple. This is a pretty really good zombie anthology. There's a lot of really cool people involved. You need to be involved in this. So we help each other out a lot um, because we're so busy just in case we miss something. That's awesome. Well, where can, uh, where can the listeners find you guys? You can find me at uh, armandrosamilia.com. You can also find me on projectentertainmentnetwork.com. And uh, I'm barely on Facebook anymore, but I am all over Twitter at Armon Author and uh, Instagram at Project Entertainment Network. Yeah, and I'm, I'm on Amazon also, and um, my website got hacked, so I have a new one. So don't go to ChuckBuddha.com anymore. It's not good. Uh, Unless you know Russian. And you and you're into porn. Yeah, it's it's really really disturbing. Um, I got hacked and somebody took it over. So now I'm at uh, authorchuckbuddha.com. Brand new website, looks beautiful and it's secure, so nobody can do that to me. And uh, like Armand, I, I I have Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and all that stuff, but I'm almost always on on Twitter most often. So uh, I'm at, at cebuddha. Ce yeah. C-E-B-U-D-A. I have to think about how my name is spelled. <laughs> you sound like me trying to share my, my Twitter as I'm still very new on there. I have no idea what I'm <laughs> calling things. I'm like, oh, I'm sharing? No, it's tweeting. Crap, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, guys, this is this is awesome. This is, uh, I, I'm not going to call it a dream come true, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's... We know it is. Yeah, okay, it is. It is. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> This is awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, guys. And uh, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Armand Rosamilia and Chuck Buddha with Keyport Cthulhu 2. Chapter 1. They came before the false dawn, 
three black SUVs in a row, parked in front of the ancient two-story home. Eight men appeared from each vehicle, all dressed in black shirts, dark pants, and black shoes. They wore black baseball caps without logos, black leather gloves, no facial or long hair in the groups. Twenty-four men an observer wouldn't be able to tell apart from a distance. The 25th man, wearing a long black coat, along with the same uniform as the others, stepped out of the passenger side of the lead van after a minute, while the others were busy scampering around the grounds. He took his time putting his gloves on as he surveyed what was happening. Sir, there is a boat on the water. Infrared scanner is detecting people. The man grimaced. Survivors would be the last thing they needed. His instinct was to tell his team to ignore them. They were probably fishermen on the bay. He knew it wasn't the case. They'd missed the action by less than an hour. He would have to answer for his tardiness at a later date. For now. Help them in. We'll need to secure a structure nearby to question them. See if they're part of this. He took out his flashlight and shone it on one of the front of the house. There was someone hunched over in a chair on the porch. Too many survivors, he thought sourly. Search the home, quickly. He turned off his flashlight. His team worked with lights aimed at the ground, moving in set patterns so nothing was missed. They knew the routine, but he liked to shout out commands every now and then. It made him feel like he was actually doing something this early in the investigation. It was an old man seated on the porch. He's dead, sir. A priest. Prepare his body to move. A man and a woman were escorted from inside the house and down the steps. More witnesses, he thought. How many more would they find? He stepped over the remains of a dead woman at the end of the driveway and approached the couple. I saw him. He was rising. I saw, the man said, a crazed look in his eyes. As if in balance, the woman looked catatonic. She was being held up by one of the men. Saw who? He was smiling at the man, trying to evoke a warmth and friendliness he didn't actually possess. He needed to know what this man had seen and if he was willing to talk openly about it. Cthulhu, the man said loudly and laughed. He was pointing at the bay. He's out there. They tried to raise him from the slumber. I heard his call. I heard it, but he went back under. He's coming for us, all of us. His voice had been rising as he spoke. The man nodded at one of his men who jabbed a needle into the side of the excited man's neck, and he hit the ground hard. Put both of them into a vehicle for transport. We need to debrief them. He turned when he saw headlights coming from the dirt path leading to the property. I'll take care of this. Keep working. Just as he thought it would be, a police car stopped 50 feet away and spun the flashers once. An officer stepped out of the car, shining his flashlight directly in the face, as if it would intimidate. He had a hand on his holstered weapon. Good morning, constable. The cop was walking slowly, but already looking past at the commotion near the house. What's going on here? Who are you? Allow me to show you my ID. He drew a wallet from his coat pocket and flipped it open for the officer to inspect. Rickford Waitley. Says you're with the government, but not which part. The cop was still pointing the light in the man's face. Friends call me Rick. What kind of name is Rickford? The man grinned and looked down as if the light was bothering him, as if the cop was in charge. It's an old name. The cop put the light down on the ID. Are you related to Ida Waitley? 
She lives over on Walling Terrace. Family's been there for ages. Not that I know of, officer. Does your family have deep roots in Keyport? The officer shook his head. Nah, I'm a part-timer. Live in Hazlitt. Usually only patrol Route 36 at night, but there's been some strange radio chatter. I can't reach anyone at the station. No idea where the chief is. He was looking past Rick. Like whatever it is you and these people are doing. We're cleaning up, sir. We don't want to disturb the peace and quiet of Keyport's fine residence. Rick slipped a hand into his coat pocket. Tell me, officer, I'm in need of two things. A warehouse or empty building to use for a day or two and some good New Jersey coffee. The police officer pursed his lips. You'd need to talk to the chief about taking over a building, I imagine. I'm not all that familiar with the inner workings of Keyport itself. Like I said, I got speeders coming and going from the shore, he smiled. Helps pay my salary, I guess. Rick laughed, too throaty, too obviously fake. And your suggestion for good coffee? Keyport Diner, no better place, just up the road, too. Head west to Route 36, and it's on the corner. The officer grinned. You from out of town? Rhode Island. Never been there, but they tell me it's nice. Ask them for the pork roll and egg and cheese sandwich at the diner, one of their specialties. Thank you very much. Rick looked past the cop in his vehicle. Is that your chief? The officer turned, and Rick stabbed him in the back of the neck, slicing to the front with the sharp blade. He dropped the man to the dirt. We're going to need someone to clean up this new mess and drop off his police cruiser at the Keyport Diner, Rick said. And that was Chapter 1 of Keyport Cthulhu 2 from Chuck Buddha and Armand Rosamelia. It is coming March 26th, one week from today. It's available on pre-order right now, so make sure you get your own copy of it like I have. Follow the links for that and to follow the guys. Please check out the links for our friends and sponsors. And don't forget to use code CHAPTER for your Scrivener discount. Uh, also, please subscribe to the show so that, that way you don't miss out next week when we come back with a new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Take care, everybody. <laughs>